Welcome to Strength in the Numbers. My name is Andrew Codd, accountant, author, and commercial finance entrepreneur. And it's my job each week to bring you leaders in finance and business and deconstruct with them their real stories, insights, and hard-won lessons into practical advice on the key strengths and qualities you need to remain relevant in accounting and finance today, as well as the steps you can begin to take to elevate the impact you make to have a fun, successful, and rewarding career in accounting and finance. Now let's go over to the show. Hi everyone, and on today's episode we have Marco Venturelli, who has over 35 years of experience in finance and accounting, and currently is a CFO at one of Novartis's main divisions. Marco has picked up some amazing experiences in his career. He's been a country general manager, he's undertaken international assignments, and they global teams. He's also regularly commenting and contributing on LinkedIn, particularly under under the hashtag handles Happy Finance and the Happy CFO. Now this is the first part of a podcast I recorded with Marco. He brings tremendous energy and passion, which is probably a hint back to his Italian roots. It's very fast paced and fantastic insight. In this first parter, some key points to look out for is why sustainability is so important for happier finance um, and where the pressure for sustainability is coming from. We also go a bit deeper into how and why finance are well positioned to drive better business sustainability. Marco also uses the term strategic business partner quite often, so we deconstruct the four main components of that. And also he's very candid about the results of an internal Novartis survey he conducted, asking his internal customers what they would like from their business partners against where they saw finance supporting them today. As always, you can find detailed timestamp show notes, links to resources and ways to connect with Marco at sitnshow.com slash podcast slash 024. So without further ado, over to Marco and the show. Thanks for actually agreeing to do the podcast with us. Yeah, thank you to you for inviting me. I'm I'm really curious to see what will be the the final outcome. I hope uh, yeah, the topics that uh, I am proposing are are of interest uh, for, um, for 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 you. You know that uh, let's say my one of the topic I usually um, also exchange on um, is this concept of strategic business partner. And another one that I'm also working that is a little bit maybe more conceptual, let's say, is happiness and finance. Now, so how the CFO can help the company to set the proper objectives, so to uh, enhance the company's sustainability in light of uh, the environmental changes and external changes that are happening. So these are the two topics that I will touch. Oh, by the way, I love the tag handle you use, Happy Finance. Yeah, exactly. And also, I'm using and also I'm using happy finance uh, because I discovered that uh, to a certain extent, uh, happiness and finance are a kind of oxymor. So, basically, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, uh, it it has happened by by chance uh, to a certain extent. Uh, uh, one year one year ago, when for the first time I used, uh, I signed a, a card, a wish card, uh, after a very successful year to my colleagues and teams um, uh, signing the, the happy CFO and uh, that has started a lot of uh, conversation most of it uh, is about come on uh, a CFO cannot be happy or uh, CFOs do, do not generate happiness and so that's why I started to uh, reason, re- reason to think and reflect on this uh, on this uh, topic and I find it also a uh, 
I like I like it as I do it also in my let's say spare time or uh, weekends and so on. So it's it's an interesting uh, also conceptual uh, discussion. But apart from more and more, you know, with this uh, environmental social and governance quests that also companies have to demonstrate when they're starting big projects or new investment or more and more uh, external invest investors like, like sovereign funds, uh, um, pension funds and so on are asking the company to be sustainable but at this point not only in the usual uh, financial sense but also in a more broader environmental social and governance sense that's why to one extent uh, the the word happiness happy um, has a kind of um, everyday or, or or let's say normal meaning but if you look at it in a uh, with a higher sense it's something that really is a, a really a, an objective that will change the way we work in the companies but also will change uh, the way our government works i find this topic um, um, relatively uh, innovative uh, this topic of the say sustainability and because so far this topic is more let's say um, utilized by investment banks uh, investment bankers and so on while the CFO at least is my understanding is a little bit still outside from this type of involvement with the exception maybe of few of few companies but more and more I think that the CFO has to, uh, has to take and I give you a practical example I just read the, the other day that for, uh, for example and even in, maybe in the in the UK if I got it right mm -hmm. there will be put a kind of tax on each plastic uh, glass you know, that will be utilized in a in a in a shop or, or in a bar or in, or in, in something it's a small example, but basically uh, the business of these bars or, or um, uh, Starbucks or whatever that have a plastic glasses instead of having uh, recyclable uh, glasses uh, or uh, dispersable uh, glasses, uh, it's a cost that will change also your, your margin, for example. So it's, it's a small example on how, uh, as a CFO, we have to really uh, understand what this trend uh, will generate. For sure, the companies that are already in energy are more, say, uh, aware of, of, of this and those that the CFOs that work in companies that have uh, more, let's say, production of CO2 and so on are more uh, engaged. But also the others, uh, that are in businesses that apparently are not uh, uh, so directly with an environmental uh, or social impact have uh, to, to think about it. For example, in my case, uh, I work in a pharmaceutical uh, company, so we are, let's say, within the health industry. Uh, we have to be sure and very aware of what the social impact of our company is, also to demonstrate the value of, of our company to, uh, to the society, as the resources, yes. as the resources are scarce in, in the healthcare industry, for example, and so you are, you are basically, you are let's say fighting not to get your fair share of, of resources at this point you, you, demonstrating also your social value help you uh, to uh, be recognized by also by, by society not only by investors 
it's in, it's interesting where it's all going because I, I mean I'm I'm a big believer in sustainable business. It, it still shocks me to this day that nine out of ten businesses that start out will actually fail after about thirty thirty five years. But you know that's one angle of finance we need to do better at. But we also need to be better at sustainable business, and I guess that's what happy finance is about for you. Is that fair to say, Marco? Yes, it is uh, fair to say, but why these companies, why these companies are not uh, sustainable in the very long uh, period? Yeah. Because they do not look at the outside uh, changes oh. uh, in, in time. And one, one of, of the things that I suggest to, to my teams and to myself, uh, we uh, must be adaptable. No? In the, the future, is more, more than anticipating the future that is always very difficult, it's to uh, adapt. Uh, to, to the future. Uh, we, we all know the classical example of Nokia, Kodak, these big companies that uh, have not, that's why I think um, that have not basically understood the, the, the market. That's what I, I think. Uh, let's say if you are in, a, in an energy area and you do not look at a way to change the, 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 the way basically you produce your, your energy, you put your company at, at risk because there are external signals that for various reasons are showing that electrically uh, generated or, or the solar uh, generated um, energy uh, will take more and more share. And what sometimes happen is that the politicians are quicker and faster than, than the company than the company maybe they change uh, their, their their mind and they put uh, they put the business in um, in um, let's say in a, in a different uh, perspective perspective uh, marco like is there any simple steps that we in in finance teams and organizations can sort of take to maybe reduce the risk of that happening for businesses so they can be more proactive on that front in, on that front uh, I think that we have to uh, and we are already able to to do it uh, because if you if you think to what we did with the balance of scorecards no, yeah. in the past so the financials for sure it's our job <laughs> and it's, it's a base it's a base <laughs> of our so I don't um, I'm not proposing uh, to change the way we, we do that but uh, it's starting to include measures but not only reporting these measures, but including these measures as yearly objectives or, even better, uh, strategic planning objectives. So include in our strategic planning some measures of, of, of this um, of this and there is already um, it is uh, it is related it is called impact uh, investment um, under this uh, term of impact investment there are already a lot of KPIs that um, investment banks uh, financial analysts are are following to uh, evaluate whether a company is let's say green enough. Oh. I'm sure that many, yes, yes, many of our listeners or who will um, uh, hear this conversation knows that we started to hear about, for example, green bonds. Yeah. So there, are, there will be companies that will link certain investments and uh, then certain issuing of, of bonds to, uh, let's call it green, I use green in a, in a very broad sense, <laughs> green, uh, green, um, green in, in investments that have to be measured 
not only financially but also with this uh, uh, let's call it KPIs now let's use our financial term KPIs that are uh, measuring uh, quantities or, or qualitative aspects or or, 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 or CO2 emissions for example impact on on, um, on society and another uh, word that I'm sure we will hear more is the private public partnership mm -hmm. because the companies let's take uh, um, the pharmaceutical the, the pharmaceutical company cannot think that in the next 30 years uh, will remain isolated in a purely let's say let's call it a liberal competitive type of market inevitably the collaboration with um, the, the public uh, will will increase at, at this point uh, this public private uh, cooperation is something that we have to try to include also in our strategic plan so the first step that i um, suggest is to speak with uh, the ceo uh, with our ceo uh, and uh, as we have strategic business partners, speak with our CEO, understand if our C, uh, CEO uh, has, uh, let's say, this uh, openness or attitude or uh, has identified uh, this type of, uh, uh, um, let's say, um, um, risks first and then we start measuring those and, and then we, we, we try to, to, to understand in our organization how to identify a few of them. Uh, if you look at some of the uh, financial reports uh, today um, like the one uh, for example J&J is another pharmaceutical mm -hmm. company but also Novartis but also others they are going to be requested, for example, those that are in the European Union, there is a directive that will ask these companies to report in a structured way some of these uh, parameters uh, that we are referring to. So this is something that we in finance, we are very well accustomed no, to have very strong, uh, well-structured uh, financial reporting and, and, the, and accurate, um, uh, coherent uh, constants. At this point, we can really um, add value to our organization facilitating this, uh, this process because as I said, um, I see this type of uh, measures as coming. So we are moving from the uh, corporate social responsibility that was a kind of, uh, let's say, self-promoted uh, or self-acted approach that the companies um, uh, did in the past to a more structured, that's why there is this new acronym and we are plenty of acronym, ESG, this ESG acronym means for me also that is a more structured and in the ESG you also start to share as you are sharing your financial perspective you start also to share your environmental mm -hmm. social and governance mm -hmm. perspective mm -hmm. and plans not only report on let's say how good you you were in a, a certain year to improve in 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 a, in a certain era. and you know we give at this point for granted that the company to be successful has to be fully ethical. At this point, what the society is expecting that is not only fully ethical, but also that helps the society to develop. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really interesting. That in my mind, this is going full circle because when I look at business in the first place, businesses only exist to fulfill a, a need in the community, in the society. And if there's a group of people in those societies that have that same needs being met, they they, they potentially become customers if some entrepreneurs can go away and develop a mechanism for satisfying that need. 
So if a, co- a company, my mind, is serious about being sustainable and has a long-term view, it will always put society and community quite far up its list of priorities, not only with its existing customers, because that's going to help it think more sustainably because if they're thinking sustainably they're thinking long term not these 90 day short term shock clocks that we hear about a lot on you know market driven companies where they're constantly focused on EPS and I remember one company I worked at the way to get the CFO or the CEO's attention was to express what you were doing in EPS and you know I think it needs to be a bit more balanced and that's why I was you know I'm delighted to have this conversation with you Marco because it's it's long overdue and more of us in finance need to have the courage to have it with our stakeholders particularly senior up but when you read when you read that the, the, the Norwegian foreign year fund starts challenging the way the executive uh, pay are structured mm-hmm. you know in, in in public big companies because they think that they are these are two short-term uh, oriented. I mean, uh, these guys are managing trillions even. So if you are, if you are a CFO, you, you have to consider that for sure. Will this happen tomorrow morning? I, I don't know, but it's it's a time, and maybe um, the fact that I'm I'm working in the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. industry for sure um, influence my thinking more in, than if you are working in a, in a more let's say purely consumer um, good um, good era because in there is a big there is a big challenge for for society that is uh, related to chronic diseases. No, yeah, people. Also in cancer, let's take this this example. People also in cancer, thanks to the innovation of the pharmaceutical industry, is living with cancer much longer, which is very good. But from the purely financial <laughs> point of view, it's a higher it's a higher burden for uh, for society to a certain extent. So how we uh, we can uh, be successful in this area if we are not collaborating with the players in 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 healthcare? It will be not not as you just said very very nicely before you know, mentioning the community. You have in the community to find your uh, your role and uh, play with the others. But yes. to work in this way is to work in this way is more difficult because uh, you, you speak different languages, you have different objectives, uh, different, <laughs> and so it it requires much more time no, uh, to set up uh, this uh, collaboration. But it's probably is the challenge is the challenge of many uh, of many industries and in the consumer good also there is there is a, another challenge that I I, I read uh, uh, about is the so-called uh, I think it's called circular economy or something like that basically if you are in the consumer uh, market but you do not think what happens to the goods that you consume and how they are, uh, let's say, they, they are uh, managed. You risk, uh, it's the small example of the uh, tax that will be put maybe on, mm-hmm. on the plastic glasses. Uh, th- then you find all of a sudden uh, yourself uh, that you are not able, let's, let's take this example, you're not able to utilize environmental uh, aligned um, glasses, sorry that I, I don't know the, the right uh, word in English, uh, dispersable glasses or something like that, and then you, you have a problem because your, your production machines are not able to uh, utilize these glasses, you cannot uh, put, so it, 
the implication of a small thing on your uh, internal organization can be can be uh, can be huge i think this is interesting where our conversation is going because you've used the word a lot strategic business partner and you know i i think everyone has their their own views on it like for me it's that sort of end-to-end appreciation of what's going on you're sort of looking beyond not just how we produce products or how a company would particularly in this case of, of the consumer company that may have this plastic tax applied to their bottles but actually what's the impact post production and actually bringing that back into the firm and understanding well what does it all mean it's not a case of understanding what do the numbers all mean now and we have great strengths in the numbers there but it's actually what does the whole business mean i mean what does you know what does strategic business partner mean for you marco for me strategic business partner it means that the cfo today together with the ceo is the only one i think in the company that has access to the every area of of the company and as a also a understanding of, of the way the company uh, function so at this point if the cfo spend more time let's say or um, uh, is more involved in defining the business priorities and uh, contributes to have a clear vision of uh, the the business future is really able to move from a more operational CFO to a, a strategic role. Strategic mm. role means that it should also be able to influence the others, propose simplification projects, because as he has the possibility to look at across the various functions, is in the position to, uh, to do uh, that. And more and more also we see CFOs that are driving the uh, executional excellence programs and also the, techno- uh, the technology um, evolution. I've seen uh, some, uh, some ana- uh, analysis surveys done by, by McKinsey, for example, that, that says that even though still 41% of the um, activities of the CFOs today are in uh, the most, uh, let's say, classical financial uh, activity, but there is already a 40% that is in uh, transformation project, M&A activities, and non-recurring activities. Uh, If you think, uh, for example, to the companies that are growing uh, through acquisition or uh, merger, etc., they require a CFO that cannot only uh, look at the the quarter. The the word strategic um, CFO in my opinion, it's and the concept of strategic CFO, it's, it's taking um, a little bit um, a broader um, a broader uh, scope in the organization. And also, um, there was an, another interesting survey I saw done by um, Esther Young, if I, recall, if I recall correctly, that says that it's also the CEO that wants the C- CFO to be uh, more uh, more strategic. For example, we did uh, we did a, an internal survey in in Novartis to um, 200 of our business leaders, and we have asked them uh, very simply what you would like a business partner to be, and where is finance today? No, uh, it, it, it's I think this is the base if you wanted to to build a business partner. Yeah, no? it's just a basic ask, question, uh, isn't ask, it? <laughs> it's a basic question. I said, what what so you laughing. would like? So, no, because no, I wanted that 
that uh, uh, you don't get to the impression that I'm purely conceptual. I'm also very pragmatic. So we, exactly. So we asked it, and we said, okay, what uh, and how, and then we asked the um, the finance team how you rate uh, yourselves uh, against a certain variables, and then we asked the business how you rate your finance partner uh, against uh, the same. What has happened is that every uh, business person said uh, you guys are very strong in um, advisory roles, you are very competent, very strong in your technical area, but you are lacking strategic uh, understanding and uh, overall business understanding. While the CFOs, let's say my CFOs or finance heads in my organization, they were saying, no, we are much better in, in strategic understanding. Uh, it's, it was a gap. It was not. Uh, they, that's why we have also because for sure, all of us like to say, okay, I am a strategic uh, partner for sure. Uh, it's better than yeah, to well, be yeah, a yeah. partner. <laughs> that's, partner. that's a little bit exactly. <laughs> but it's important. It's important that we establish that we do internally surveys that we have because you know if you do a survey like this. You show also the courage because you you go yeah. and you really ask to to your partner say okay guys we are our your finance business partner we are we want to be strategic this is what we would like to do and then you build a very practical um, uh, development plan I, I I I know that you are very much involved in in uh, in driving uh, improving um, the way finance uh, works. This program, this type of programs, uh, goes exactly in yeah. that in that uh, direction, and it's also the base of uh, sometimes, uh, you know, of the of the Six Sigma uh, approach. Oh, what yeah. are our customers? Uh, our yeah. customers are, are are the the, the business part. You know? so this is my internal customer. So uh, first of all, I ask the customer if he likes and how he, he rates what I'm doing. Actually, I'm, I'm going to put a plug in now that you mention it for Lean Six Sigma. I think it's a great. A toolkit to have if we want to really be serious about putting the customer first and working back from their problem statement and how to solve it uh, but but I also want to pick up on some points you mentioned very practical advice there Marco and for me when you said the courage to do the survey I think if there's any anywhere you know any of our audience this week want to make a real big impact and start building their influence uh, in their careers it's to simply don't even have to wait for a survey. Go out and ask the people around yes. you what it is that they want from a, a business partner or even start with what do they think they have from a business partner, what it is that they want. And then, as you said, it's the gap that we've got to go away to solve. That's the yes. problem to solve. And we can work away on those because we've listed out, in effect, qualitatively, if you want to call it that, what we yes. need to go do. And we just go do it, solve yes, it, yes. give them and, what they and, want, and, and then you build influence, and then maybe you can think about what it is they need. That's yes, a strategic yes. angle. And I, I, if I recall correctly, uh, you in your uh, in your book now you 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 are the one that uh, published this issues <laughs> as CFO. No, no, yes. I, I bought no, I bought that book and also I read it. Okay. Maybe I read it uh, quite no, uh, I read it um, let's say quite uh, quickly, but. I think that is a very, at least there are many very good things, but there is the table of your, um, I think if it's in our book, no? yeah. of your stakeholders, it's, 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 it's a very important and even simple, as you just said, you just say, okay, what are my stakeholders? Are my colleagues in the leadership team? Okay, I sit down with them and I ask them, okay, guy, <laughs> what do you want? No, it's, it's basic. Then, I, okay, we did the survey because also we wanted to involve more people. And yeah. 
want also to sell to sell a little bit of the concept internally. We are also a multinational company, so that but no, the practical way that yeah. you that you, because not everybody maybe works in big exactly. organizations. The practical is to have the courage. There is you put in the agenda of the leadership meeting, monthly meeting, and so on, and you go there and you say, okay, guys, this is what we would like to to do. But especially what is important is that now we don't only look at processes, but we look also at skill uh, improvement of our people because this is the area uh, where we uh, we needed to uh, eventually to if we wanted to improve we needed to look so it's not only we are running the strategic uh, plan planning process that I think we are good at running the the process if, if it's in in our um, responsibility but it's are we really generating additional content are we really influencing yeah. the, the this is what, what that's why when we were speaking about this environmental social governance aspect my proposal is that finance even though finance is a support function for sure so we have to support the objective of the company but if a CFO is a strategic CFO should also influence the setting of these uh, long-term uh, objectives I, I, I agree we may be we may be a support function but, you know, as Peter Drucker said, the only true profit center is the customer. So whether that's internal or external, we still have a profit driven mindset. So it makes sense for us to keep doing these things because we're ultimately driving profitability by putting the customer yes. uh, front of mind. Even though we are a support function, it's completely consistent with why we're there in the first place. Yes, exactly. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to know more about our guests today, their bio, and follow up on the resources mentioned during the show, you can find all the relevant links and more at sitnshow.com. There you'll also be able to get access to earlier shows, read the latest blogs. There's also an opportunity to subscribe to our newsletter, which will give you heads up as to when the next show is coming out, latest events, news, and anything that's going to be relevant to help you have a fun, rewarding, and successful career in finance and accounting. And just before you go, we really appreciate your feedback. If there's something we can do better on the show, something that's not working, or something you'd like to see, even a guest you'd like for us to invite onto the show, someone who you think might be able to benefit you more and also the rest of our community, please let me know. You can email me. I'm at andrew at sitnshow.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just drop me a message so I know how you found me and we can connect. And really, it's our community that will make the show. If we keep engaging and driving each other on, we'll keep on building our strength in the numbers. When all is said and done, if we can do the numbers better and finance better, we'll create more opportunities for ourselves, our friends, our families, our communities and our businesses. So until next time, have a good rest of the week. Take care and let's keep building our strength in the numbers. 